everybody. This is Anna and Brian from A Waterworld Podcast. And today we have our next guest for XR episode, Dare, who is the founder and CEO of WeAR, uh, as well as a board member for Your Immersive and a startup mentor. Hi, Dare. How are you? Hi. Good to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, thank you for coming. It's a pleasure to have you here. Um, can you maybe give a small introduction to yourself and your background for our listeners? Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, my name is Daria. And um, eight years ago, I fell in love with XR technologies. This is my big passion, my love, my joy. And uh, my background is MBA. And then I worked in the number of companies, mostly IT companies. Um, the last uh, job I had was the game development industry. And uh, I was like everything in there, the sales manager, project manager, business development, everything. And back then at that company, I met with... Uh, XR technologies, the moment you learn about augmented reality, you found out about virtual reality, and then your world just uh, gets different and nothing is the same as it was before. And I became that crazy person in the city who's running down the streets and screaming like, we have virtual reality now, we can do everything different. People, don't you understand that? So yeah, um, I was very annoying. And uh, <laughs> my family and friends said like, Dari, you have to do something with that. And that's crazy. So I landed some money and uh, started my business. I had no experience before under my father as an example. And that's it. So that was quite risky. But yeah, thanks to my team and the experience and people I had in my way, we're working and for the last eight years, we've been focused on XR technologies for specific business objectives. So we work with businesses, retail, e-commerce, fashion, enterprise, um, big manufacturing companies, small startups. And uh, for all of them, we help find their way with XR, augmented virtual mixed reality, various uh, accessories, uh, and so on. Um, so that's that's my passion. I mean, like I combined the business processes and operations with XR technologies. And I think like it's the best mix I could have. <laughs> wow. So it sounds like you've been involved in quite a variety of projects. Um, I'm really curious about your first XR project. You know, what was your introduction to the field? What was your role in the project? And, you know, how did that grow into what it is today? The very first project, right, Brian? Okay, I can recall that. That was the Christmas card with a little Santa dancing on that Christmas card in augmented reality and singing Christmas songs. And that was very nice. It, it, the concept is very simple, like nothing special behind that, right? But that was eight years ago. So uh, back then it was mind-blowing. That was like something, wow, have you seen that Santa on the Christmas card? This is something. And uh, yeah, that was the very first one. And we did that as an outsource company. So we we couldn't put it in our portfolio and show to someone, you know. Uh, but that back then that was the first project and that was the way for us to get some money out of that project and like, continue working. Yeah, and after that, we received new projects, uh, small ones, medium ones. But yeah, that was the first one. <laughs> oh, that's really cute. And just like, I think probably, um, I don't know, do you think we'll have a lot of like cars with XR in the future? <laughs> we even had the project with the um, with the cards, but not the like the regular cards, but they look like the collective toys. 
made of paper, and then you could attach the augmented reality experience and um, like the, some kind of greeting to that card with your voice and your mimics. So you can imagine that there is a greeting card in the form of, I don't know, robot. And then you put on that robot your voice with greeting and your mimics. And when you scan that greeting card of robot, you can see it's greeting you with the voice of your loved person or with your friend or colleague. Uh, so that was quite interesting. But unfortunately, that was a startup and they didn't um, made it like to, to, to the funding and uh, future scale. But I really love that uh, that concept, you know. But from the perspective of the business, it's still very challenging because the greeting cards, they have like a um, very small margin and adding augmented reality to it is changing the price a lot. And uh, there is still a lot of uh, concerns uh, on how effective it is and how it boosts the sales or, or increase the brand awareness for the cards manufacturers or retailers. So for the businesses like that, augmented reality, it's still like under the concern, unfortunately. Or maybe there could be a new way of like totally digital kind of cards, but with a, some hidden kind of world or like a portal. But yeah. Yeah. Nice. And maybe can you give some examples on the projects that you are working right now so people can actually imagine that and while you're talking? Sure. Uh, one of the projects I really love is the um, project under the Maritime Consortium. We're part of in Netherlands. So there is a number of companies that are working on this project. The name is AB Initio. This is a brand new vessel in the port of Rotterdam that is used by the Maritime Academy and their teachers and their students to learn uh, different procedures on that vessel. So our part is the digital twin of that vessel. We use Microsoft HoloLens. And uh, the way students and um, teachers, professors at the academy, they can use this app. So you can imagine you're in a classroom, you can take on these glasses and you see the 3D hologram, the digital twin of that vessel. And then you can go specifically to the engine room and you can explore different uh, engines in there because they have various engines, not, not the one. And then you can uh, go through the maintenance of that uh, engine, for example, or uh, collecting the all the technical information about that. Or you can go through training and quizzes um, and, and different types of questions and answers, experiences in there. And you see all of that in real size, in 3D, even animated, like how it works. And then it gives you a task, for example, take take off the cylinders covers and you have to find all of the six cylinders and take off the covers. Um, so that gives them the practical like learning right in the classroom. They don't need to leave a classroom to, to go and experience the engine room and do all of that stuff in real. And then when they are physically at the vessel, they can go into the engine room. They can take on the glasses, scan the engine. It will recognize it. And then it will also start the training experience for the students uh, simulating different like tr uh, safety trainings in there. What if the fire starts in there? How do the 
have to act and behave and what are the measures they have to take. Um, so this is one of the projects and uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to go public. I mean, to go into the academy and, and start like working with the students and with the teachers because at the moment we are at the final stage, but it's still not in the like full action. And uh, I'm really looking for a stage where we can collect the feedback from the actual users, I mean, students and teachers and see how effective this solution is. Because at the end of the day, we as the like developers and producers of these solutions, we really value the feedback as anyone. And we need to know that this is useful. This is changing their life for better. This is helping them in some way. Um, Okay, and the other project we're working on right now is location-based augmented reality. It is also in Netherlands. <laughs> um, so there is, it is a startup, so it's not a big consortium or something. Uh, it is a startup, and the founder of this startup, he created um, Amsterdam Monsters. This like a family of monsters that are representing different features and characteristics of Netherlands and Amsterdam in particular. And these monsters, they are telling the story of Amsterdam and they are anchored to specific locations all around the city. Um, so you can go, you can scan it, you can see the like a family of monsters telling you a story of this square, of that building, of this um, part of the city. Um, so it's very nice. It's They are very, very nice those characters and uh the startup founder he's so he, he's he's very attentive to the details and this is what i love about this project because uh if he's like doing the voiceovers for the characters this is the best recording studio in amsterdam if he does the 3d development then it should be like perfect and i love the level of quality of this project and the added value we bring to the like the cultural life of Amsterdam even it's like crazy it's already on the highest level but still we can add on something and we can augment that experience with augmented reality <laughs> um yeah so this is location-based AR and I really love the concept so you have a lot of experience with different a different variety of projects so I wonder if you could share with us like the challenges that you know a lot of XR projects faces um, could you comment on, say, the technical challenges and also the business challenges to these projects? Uh, well, from the uh, um, technology perspective, the first challenge all the companies are like facing is um, choosing the right technology from I mean, the software and the hardware. If you go with augmented reality, you can go with web AR, mobile app, AR filters in Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok, I mean, social media. Uh, you can integrate the AR module in your existing app. You have all of these like options and you have to pick the one that is more relevant to your business situation strategy and so on and so forth. So you have to do your like homework and do the business analysis and and after that, decide on the technology. And companies don't usually have that expertise inside of their teams to make that kind of decision. So they need help. And um, with all of these questions, they usually come to studios or companies like ours that are specialized in this development. And usually they have this like idea, but they don't understand how to move with that. What are the next steps? How to choose the technology? How to choose the hardware? For example, when they want to go with virtuality, there is like, tons of different headsets and glasses on the market which ones to use what will be better for their project what will be more like correct in terms of their strategy and their target audience and and so on um so like 
a lot of questions in there. That's the first thing. Uh, for sure, the price question is also very um, interesting in here because some of the classes could be like five, eight thousand dollars. Others could be uh, four hundred dollars. And again, what's the difference? What will be the uh, influence on the experience and so on? Uh, from the business perspective, the biggest challenge I would say was the um, ROI expectations. Like all of the marketing, innovation, head of products, they're usually asking like, what will be the ROI in this project? If we integrate this augmented reality or virtual reality or mixed reality, what will be the numbers? Can you give some statistics? Uh, what are the like proof record of how effective it is? And it is very hard to tell them like it will be 36% of ROI or I don't know, like you, you cannot give the specific number in here because it depends on so many factors. For sure, there are some analytics in the market and you can check for the relevant projects and you can like compare yourself to them and see what are the chances. But still, it is uh, a big concern for the companies and um, it still feels risky for them in most of the cases to go with virtual or augmented reality, especially right now in this crisis. Um, so they would more likely to invest in, I don't know, TV promotion or radio ads or, I don't know, some out-of-home advertisement uh, instead of augmented virtuality because that is something they've already tried. They know the numbers. They can like rely on that in some way. But augmented and virtuality, this is the area there is still like concern. Um, so from the business perspective, I think this is one of the biggest challenges. So it looks like um, only like innovators who are really interested in new kind of like ways to promote, they, they probably will be more interested right now in XR and majority of the people is still like trying to get to the like TV, as you mentioned, and because it's more stable and predictable, I would say. Yeah, I would say you know, it's also depends on the, if you have a person in your team who has enough time to go deep into this research, to explore the industry use cases, to talk to companies like ours or others, to talk to some of the like industry neighbors who already integrated these solutions. And like they could spend three months, half a year on this research. And after that, make a decision if they're going to this story or not. Uh, but yes, as you said, like there are a lot of people who are interested, but less of them who actually go and invest in this type of development. Um, what would you say was the most exciting development uh, in XR over the last kind of year or a couple of years? Well, I've seen like thousands of, the, of them, but the one that really took some special place in my heart is virtuality for people with autism. So they can use this VR simulation for learning various skills that they that will help them um, learn how to, I don't know, go into the shopping mall and uh, contact with other people or some other things. Um, so I think that that is the one that really impressed me. And I thought like, wow, there is a real value behind this project. Because like being honest, there is number of XR projects that are just developed for fun, you know, like for one-time activation or something like that. But this one, it really has a great value and 
it's going to change the way people live and the quality of their life and it will help them grow their skills and like be more social active and so on so yeah <laughs> that's the one <laughs> so i think it's common knowledge these days that the biggest and most hype technology right now is ai do you see ai being able to work together with XR to improve some of the, all of these uh, different projects you mentioned? Absolutely. It's just, you know, immersive tech space, it's not only about the development and Unity or Unreal Engine or some folders. It's also doing some marketing research. Like yesterday, we did the research on personas for the XR product we're building. And I used AI synthetic personas research instrument uh, to run the interviews with the help of AI and uh, do my research on my target audience and personas for this project. Then like for marketing and researchers, it's great. Then you can switch to the concept art or creating UX flow and researching on the UX for the project. You can also use that. There is a number of um, tools that uh, you can just describe the environment and it will build you the very high level concept art in 360. And you can already put it in some, I don't know, special or your VR app or anything. And you can already like have a simple MVP or something. Then you can use it for like, Technically, you can use that for 3D development. I tried that, but it's still very early stage and it's still not that like perfect as we would like it to be. But in general, the concept is that, for example, you have a toy or you have some character, you do some photos, you upload those photos. And based on that photos, the AI builds you a 3D model of that character. So you can imagine a designer just draws uh, some sketches, the character from the different angles, and then you upload and you have a 3D model. But it's not rigged. You cannot animate it at the moment. And it has a little bit of glitches in there. But still, I think that this is a very early stage technology right now. But in a few years, it will be something that will change the way we do the 3D modeling and that will significantly cut the cost of the 3D model and for virtual and augmented reality and the time we spent on that. So that, that will be like a catalyzer for it. Um, then uh, for sure you can use AI for programming some features, mechanics, and uh, making it faster and more effective. Um, and uh, for sure for go-to-market strategy or developing the communication strategy for XR. Because I always say, like, people don't think that XR is kind of magic, you know? Like, a lot of people think that they will develop the virtual reality app or augmented reality app, they will push it to the market, and then some magic happens, and everyone knows about your app, and it's, like, super, super popular or something. But it doesn't work like that. You have to put the strategy behind it. You have to work in the communication and marketing and PR activity if you really wanted to be like create some buzz or to make it popular app and, and so on. Um, so that's also part of XR business and it's not only about the development. So AI can be used for that as well. And the most mind-blowing thing for me right now is data tracking and analytics. Because for example, in virtual reality, you can collect enormous amount of data. You can collect the gaze, the voice, body motion, reactions to different experiences, speech, uh, different sounds, languages, and all of that you can collect and whole like picture of, of this data. And then you can use AI to create the metrics and analyze this data. Some of the glasses even give you the uh, uh, 
cognitive load data on how your brain reacts to this or that experience, to this or that character, to different types of environments and so on. And there is a number of startups that are working on the similar projects as well, but most like in, in niches or in some specific industries. Um, so AI is also used a lot in there. When you collect this data, and you have to analyze it. And you can imagine it's on the one user session, but when you have like thousands of user sessions and it's already big data and you have to analyze it in a very fast way. So AI is great for that. Um, I actually was uh, curious, maybe you have, um, so sometimes even like where we are could be a bit pricey for like small businesses or some like local, like, cafes, restaurants. So that's the reason why there is a barrier for them to get into this industry. So what, what do you think could be like the first steps um, we can take maybe as, as representatives of the XR industry to approach this issue so it will be more affordable for everyone? Absolutely. Well, we have other options. You can go with filters and Instagram or social media that will be much more easier to develop and that will be different budget. Then you can use the, um, if I'm not mistaken, the name is Instant App. It's like the, the Instant App on iOS, but it's not the app itself. So there is no barrier of installing the app. It works like the web AR. So you scan the QR code and this like experience opens on your iOS device, but you don't have to install something. Uh, and it is also much more easier in the development and the budget is lower, uh, but the, there is a limitation of the capabilities and the things you, you can do in there. Um, then uh, you can also go with Adobe Ira, for example. It's much more simpler compared to WebAR in terms of budget. Uh, and it can give you this location-based experiences, for example, because they partner with Google. And actually, I lost one WebAR project because of this Adobe Ira. Uh, yeah, we, we already were on the finish, finish line with our client. That was the location-based in WebAR. And then our client said, like, Daria, I'm very sorry. I didn't know how to say this, but... Before we started the project with you, we did our research and there was an Adobe Ira, but it was in a very early stage. But right now they gave us the access and now we can like put the AR in our location for free. We don't have to pay to Atoll or Zapar or any other uh, publisher for that. And I said like, that's fair enough. Like, I understand you. If I were in your shoes, I, I would do the same. Like, that's that's clear. And that's that's the thing. Like, every day the technologies are changing. Just, like, keep your eye on it. And there is always an option how you can make it simpler or not that, <laughs> not with that, like, high budgets. Uh, and I always say that it's always better to start with this small step, try the waters, see how your target audience reacts, see the results, see the feedback. And after that, decide on the bigger investment into augmented or virtuality. Because um, again, for the business, it's always about the ROI and the way it influences the sales or marketing or any other KPIs you have for it. So starting with something small, is always wiser. <laughs> so actually following up on that, um... Do you have any advice for, you know, anybody who's looking to get into this industry, you know, to build a business around XR, you know, based on the current trends, what, you know, advice would you give to them? What should they focus on? 
Well, I would say, firstly, you have to decide your product or your the service. Because the product, you have to like focus on some industry, on some niche. You have, do, you have to do your research on what pains they have and what gains they have and how you're going to solve that. So usually the products are based on that, right? So, for example, you, you decide you build the VR simulators for uh, emergency training. And that's clear. Like, you, you understand the concept, you totally understand your target audience, and then you just enhance your product and you know directly whom you're going to target with this. Um, if you're a service company, it's a little bit more complicated, I would say, because, uh, again, you have to pick the niche because you can work with the fashion brands or you can work with the uh, heavy industry and shipbuilding or something. But again, you, you're you just providing the service of the development and consultancy as we do. Some days I wish I, I was the product company because <laughs> it seems easier for me, but I understand they have their own struggles in there. Um, so I would say like, Best of all is focus on something first and do do your like job in a great way in that small niche or industry you picked. For sure, for the service companies at the very, very early stages, it's like you, you don't really pick the industry. You just take all the projects that are going your way just to survive and everything. But when you already did that, try to pick your industry. <laughs> that will be much easier for you, believe me. And uh, then I would say that XR is still a small industry, even if we have already like thousands of companies worldwide, it is still like family-like and everyone knows each other. And I would say that for me, it was a great way to build a network and connections, connecting with our industry players, with other companies who do the same business. It was a lot of inspiring. I had a lot of support and uh, we also were sharing some clients and leads and everything because sometimes people think that, oh no, it's my competitor. I wouldn't talk to them or contact them or something. But in XR, it's still different because it still feels like you're all friends in here. For sure, you're competitors in some way. But in most time, you know, like you, you can still find a way to partner, to empower each other, to share the knowledge, to share the resources you have. And most of the companies and founders and people who work in there, they're very open. They share the same passion for XR technologies. And I think this is the great great thing about the xr industry right now and just find the community your local one or like the european one and join and be a part of that that will encourage you a lot and do you have any additional hopes or predictions for the future of the field and your own projects well, I think that the accessories thing, the um, haptics will be the big thing in XR in the nearest five to 10 years. As as you've seen in the movie Ready Player One, that when they had this whole costume on their body that took that to the virtual environment and you can fill the virtual environment in your body and vice versa, you can give the emotion from your body to the virtual avatar and everything. I think that this will be the very big thing in our industry. Already like research on the haptic gloves and some costumes. Uh, they're super cool, but very early stage. Some of the gloves are very heavy, you know, like, and you, you cannot take the, you, you take the right one with the help of your left hand, but then you cannot take the left one without help of any other person around you because it's it has a lot of cables and it's heavy and it has some blocks and sensors on top of that. 
but the industry is growing and I can see a great progress. And I think that in the next 10 years, it will be a great trend because right now we have all the technologies. We're just improving them and like making them less expensive or improving the hardware and so on. But there is still one part, which is our body that is still not covered and not taken to the virtual environment or vice versa. So all the companies, all the startups, all the technologies that are working on that, I think they will they will take a great piece of pie in the future. So unfortunately, we're reaching the end of the podcast. So I'd like to leave the last few minutes for you to, you know, leave any last words for our listeners. How can they find out more about, you know, what you get up to and, you know, what your company gets up to? Sure. Well, I'm active on LinkedIn, so just give me a line in there and message me in there. I'm always answering and open to a conversation and meeting new people, especially if you're interested in XR, I would be happy to help you with that. And um, like finding me on LinkedIn, you can find all of the other information, like website and everything. So it's it's all there. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. And yeah, we want to... Tell everyone Merry Christmas because this is our Christmas episode and um, maybe like a Happy New Year in advance. <laughs> so. That sounds good. Merry Christmas, guys. Uh, just wishing all of you Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and hope all of you are safe and sound and um, let XR be with you. <laughs> Great. And may your Christmas be filled with Plenty of dancing AR Santas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we need more of those cards. <laughs> Great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. For coming. Yeah. This was, it was a really a pleasure to have you here. And hopefully we can uh, invite you for our next episodes in the future. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be happy to. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>